finish this for me. Sean Connery is... Almost a male chauvinist pig. Ah, <laughs> oh, money, Penny. I see your glass is half full. Okay. I, I, we should probably actually put the real song in there. That's what I was literally thinking. I was like, why are you bothering when I can just splice just in give the you music? But... Cut. <laughs> no, I'm keeping this shit in. <laughs> Do you expect me to talk, Ronnie? No. I expect you to die. <laughs> Welcome to Wasted Potential Podcast, where we are going to do my favorite episode to date. Unfortunately, my partner is also here, and it's not me ranting, but thank God that homeless fuck Danny isn't here. Welcome, Ronnie. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on my own podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> you edit it. <laughs> do everything for but you know it it's nice to give homeless people jobs <laughs> when they fucking show up and they don't smell <laughs> uh well if you are tuning in today today we're going to be discussing <laughs> disgusting huh, that's the perfect way to say it um <laughs> discussing james fucking bond um this all kind of started because I finally watched No Time to Die. And if you follow our social media, you can see from a meme I posted how that made me feel. Um, so we'll skip to the end. I wasn't super happy about No Time to Die. Shut up, neighbors. Fucking assholes. I'm trying to do a professional podcast. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I didn't really... I hit me in a weird way we'll, we'll discuss it but this triggered me to bitch to ronnie and ronnie proceeded to reaffirm again that he hasn't really seen many of the james bonds and he doesn't give a shit so i said i will raise you you don't give a shit and make you watch a hundred james bonds and then we're gonna podcast about it to my defense, I was like, sh okay, Shane wouldn't shut up about this movie, and I have no context, because I don't care about James Bond, I didn't see the movie, um, so I was like, fine, I will be the hardworking co-host that I am, and watch a plethora of James Bond, then watch the new one, and then listen to Shane rant for two hours. Yeah, so I gave him homework as an avid Bond fan, Um I did not make him watch all, I think it's 27 now, of <laughs> Bonds. I'm not that cruel. So, obviously, I'll give you the list. If you're a big Bond fan and you're listening to this, you're probably going to look at me and be like, oh, but you forgot this one and this one. I, I couldn't do it to him, uh, especially since he's not a fan. If he watched, like, Dr. No and was like, I fucking love this, then I could have hit him with more. Um, especially Roger Moore ones. I gave him arguably... The worst and best one? <laughs> God, I hate the Roger Moore ones so much. <laughs> um, and I didn't give him the one George Lazenby, which is ironically a lot like no, the newer James Bonds in a weird way. That was really weird because I have I don't know anything about James Bond, but then like they're all on Amazon except for one of them. Oh, except for Spectre, because I kind of wanted to rewatch it, but it was too long. 
But I was going through, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I don't know who that one... Why is there a German? <laughs> Why is there one random James Bond? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gave him Dr. No, Goldfinger, Moonraker, A View to Kill, Tomorrow Never Dies, Goldeneye, Skyfall, Casino Royale, No Time to Die, and he also watched Quantum of Solace um, on his own volition for some reason. Because the only James Bonds I've seen previously were Daniel Craig, and that was like the only bingo. So like, I watched all five, so I got myself a bingo, which means I also got myself a turd or two. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! I think this discussion is going to be heavy on Daniel Craig. Obviously, because No Time to Die is like our big pivotal thesis or um, central point. But also because like like everybody else... Well, we grew up in a weird time where we basically have two bonds that are our bonds. Like, my parents had Roger Moore basically as their bond. And then my grandparents had Sean Connery. Um... And then we had the transition of Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan. Well, Timothy Dalton, I'm not going to count. He's like just before I was born. But Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, with Daniel Craig being more of our adult life. So Daniel Craig's really more of our bond. But um, we'll discuss who is better and stuff later. Let's go through your history of Bond since this is your kind of your perspective. And before you kind of build your thesis, kind of give this background of your experience with Bond then. Okay. Well, um, when I first touched myself as a child, it was to... Um, wait. <clears throat> so, let's try it again. So, when I was a child... Um, <laughs> I was touching myself. <laughs> and I discovered the art of touching thyself. Um, no, I grew up a huge fan of James Bond. Um, my first Bond I ever saw was Tomorrow Never Dies with Pierce Brosnan, um, which is about a media mogul who is organizing a war between China and Great Britain for so he can get higher media ratings with a stealth ship. <laughs> it's I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> um, it's good. So we'll we'll get into why the Pierce Brosnan ones are probably some of the best bonds. But so I, I watched that and I had it on DVD and I only had, you know, you have your collection of DVDs, but that was the one I had. And I watched it over and over and over and over. And then obviously I got introduced to Goldeneye. And then um, I really loved The World Was Not Enough for a long time. I played it on the N64 as well, the little game version. So That's the one with uh, Denise Richards, right? Yes, where uh, mm -hmm. he says, who says Christmas doesn't come twice a year? Because her name is no, Christmas Jones. Yep. No, he That's doesn't. That's the last line. What's wrong about you? Yeah. How so? I thought Christmas only comes once a year. I don't see what people's problem with Blonde is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, so I watched all the Pierce Brosnan ones religiously um, to end with, um, I think it's... No, it's not the world. Uh, it's not Dine Dine Die another day, day uh, with the Madonna intro, but so and with Halle Berry. So I had that. Um, I I literally can't put a number on how many times I watched 
Tomorrow Never Dies and all the Pierce Brosnans. So then I was a big Bond fan, and there was kind of a gap between Brosnan and Casino Royale, and that's when I filled it in watching all the Conneries, the Roger Moores, um, Lazenby, and I just became a Bond nut in a really sadistic, weird way. I attempted the military because of Bond, because I was like, oh, Bond was SAS, and then he went to the... Very immature. <laughs> Don't sign a military oh. contract because you want to be James Bond. <laughs> All it ends is with you failing basic training and getting gout. And you live at your friend's house for years. Yeah. It, it doesn't pan out well. And then you, you talk into a microphone that no one listens to. <laughs> so that happened. And then um, I want to say everything like ramped up to 11 because I'm most people that were Bond fans before Daniel Craig came were either all in or all out. I feel like that's where the division started because Craig was a very different Bond. He was basically Jason Bourne in a Bond film. But uh, Casino Royale happened. I watched the hell out of it. Still do today. And then um, I would say my slow descent out of becoming an a- into becoming an adult and not giving a shit about James Bond started there. And then we come to today at no time to die, which is ironic. So I want to die. <laughs> so here's my question is like, so like I'm not an expert, but from just watching the, these movies, like the six and then kind of going back into the, the Craig, I don't really like, I know each actor is a little bit of twist on it. I don't really notice a huge difference, but mm-hmm. are you sure the problem isn't with, the actor or just with the like the direction because then the jump from 90s cinema to 2000s just the ability to do action like faster and different is maybe more the problem than the bond himself because the jam the jason Bourne thing is a reflection of the cinema and the and like the filmmaking as opposed to the actor and the plots so we'll start at kind of casino royale so Anyone, and now Ronnie knows it, there's a Bond formula. And it is very similar to like a Marvel formula. Where it is your cookie cutter, there's Bond. He's introduced, you know, usually through an action scene or something. Uh, Most Bonds, it kind of differs. But he finishes his action scene. There's normally like a throwaway Bond girl from in that first scene that he... Lays down by the fire. I actually wrote down a whole bunch of cliches that I noticed while I was watching. We want me to read them off really quickly? Yes, go ahead. I have girls, <laughs> double crosses, <laughs> car chase, James Bond is caught, James blows his cover, there's a rapey sex scene, there's gadgets, uh, they're being followed, they're trapped in an inescapable situation. Uh, for some reason, James allows himself to be known by the bad guy so that he gets caught again. Uh, there's a major evil corporation with a major evil plan with a ridiculous amount of money and henchmen. The end. It's kind of it. Yeah, you basically nailed it. Yeah, so Bond has his action scene, throwaway Bond girl. Uh, he comes back. There's usually an introduction scene to introduce the bad guy. Sometimes this is tied into the first action scene, and sometimes it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Bad guy has some world-ending plot or scheme. Uh, Bond goes to M. Flirts. He does something. The bad guy does something evil, so we know they're evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and he has some sort of shtick, mm-hmm. like alligators or sharks or evil lair. Or know. a golden penis. Yeah, golden penis. I love gold. <laughs> um, you know what's really funny? It's going to make you mad. The, before Casino Royale came out, the only experience of James Bond for me was Austin Powers. Which is actually a pretty spot-on Bond. <laughs> it's a, it, That is a perfect parody in Zatar. It's, I was just laughing so hard because I was like, oh, this is fucking Moonraker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moonraker is a fucking bonanza shit show, and I love it. But, um... <laughs> I have satisfied myself that one of you is clearly guilty of embezzlement. I've decided on the appropriate action. That makes me angry. And when Dr. Evil gets angry, Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die! Do you really expect them to die? You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Powers. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you I to expect die. I expect them to die. I've got an idea. Why on earth did you hit that woman? Right, let me show you, baby. That ain't no woman. It's a man, man. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. I think think it's bad. I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. So yeah, Bond uh, meets M. M says, you're a loose cannon, and he flirts with Moneypenny. And then then the plot usually unfolds. The Connery plots are kind of weird because Connery just seems so lazy. Um, <laughs> like he just didn't, I'm not fucking traveling. Um, but then, you know, Bond goes on his adventure, meets the Bond girl who usually has some sort of tie to the bad guy. Either they're related or they're also trying to stop them. Like kind of thing. More of a modern Bond take where they're like, don't get in my way. I'm trying mm-hmm. to stop him. But then he goes, okay, I won't get in your way. I'll get inside you. Um, and then, <laughs> you know. It, like you said, gets captured or something. Big end action scene. Bond rides off into the sunset. Um, before Casino Royale, there I I don't remember there being a through line in the in the Pierce Brosnans, but there was no through line. No. And that is key. That was what started to spell the end for Bond. Because the no through line means that you can just do this over and over again. And people know that while it's the same old shit, it's, you know, whatever, you're coming because you're getting McDonald's, basically. You you know what you're getting. You know mm-hmm. it's not that great. You know it's nothing special, but it works. It's kind of like as much as I hate Marvel, there's a reason they're so successful because they're giving a certain clientele exactly what they want, you know? Um, does it wear thin? Yes, but Bond was spread out more than like a Marvel film. So the cookie cutter works more. And and like the Craig movie was spread out by three to four years. So, but the problem with the Craig's is, is once you make a through line, you have to make sense of the bond universe. And that's where you completely break this entire thing. Because one bond is a skin deep character. You do not want to dig any deeper into a misogynist action hero. Like, just just don't. <laughs> like, maybe one, you try that, 
but you can't have a through line that does that. It ruins the mystique of Bond because Bond is something that is not real, and that's fine. It's called a fucking movie. It's escapism. It's allowed. <laughs> Apparently not anymore. Um, and then when you have a through line, you're a slave to that. So, like, when you want to introduce cool new villains, you have to somehow tie these fucking villains. Like, Blofeld has to be his fucking brother? Ugh. Like, it just... The, it, it just the whole thing, and I, I want to blame the writers, but I blame the Quantum of Solace writers because all the other writers that had to stick to this were fucked because how do you tie him into this stupid universe? I love Bond, but yeah, if you're trying to make this whole universe coherent, good good luck. You have to destroy it all. Well, well, Spectre is an easy way to kind of have that through line. It's kind of easy to just have like, okay, evil corporation behind the scenes pulling it all and they're working around the world. But the Connery did this too, though. Mm-hmm. With Spectre? Yeah. Um, He didn't have any relation to Spectre. Spectre was just no. this grand antagonist. Not like, ah, oh, Spectre is my brother. <laughs> oh, is that literal? Was that in Spectre, the movie? Yeah. Blofeld is oh, hinted to be Bond's orphan brother i like i like litter i know i've seen spectrum i i remember Dude, it's so forgettable i remember it ends in like a dentist's office it's like literally oh and, and then carnival it's literally the only thing i remember from that movie yeah it's it's unfortunate because one thing the craig Bo- films have but it's kind of like everything now it looks really good they look really really good they're well shot excellent action but Man, the things that make Bond Bond, the charisma, the the fun, the it's all gone. And I love Craig as a Bond. I'm one of, I'm on the Craig camp, but fuck me, man. They we'll we'll get into it. Um my my overall like thesis for No Time to Die is that it is a Bond film made by people who don't like Bond. They're <laughs> good filmmakers, but they went in going, God, I fucking hate James Bond. <laughs> so, but like they got a big check to do this. I guess it's kind of just, is this, it's hard because I'm trying to see from your perspective, but your perspective doesn't interest me at all because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying my best here because I the, the, the ironic part is the thing you hate the most about these movies is the part that I think is most interesting is the fact that they make James Bond a character because I actually care about him. I understand the escapism. It's kind of like um, Indiana Jones where it's like they don't really have those through lines because you it's it's like you're putting yourself in Indy or in this case James Bond's perspective. You're doing all these ridiculous things that are you know, absurd, but that's the whole point, right? It's escapist absurdism that makes you feel like a badass, makes you want to join the military and shoot people. <clears throat> get gout. Yeah, get gout. So, like, so I understand that. But it's just not as interesting. So, but once again, I don't have the, I'm going to call it nostalgia, the nostalgia of growing up with these older bonds and from that perspective. So your lens is way different, so I can completely concede that it's different. I just think that the Craig movies are just more interesting and they're prettier. So then it kind of distracts me from like, this is really stupid. 
No Time to Die had very Last Jedi vibes for me, where it was like, maybe Last Jedi, if I'd never seen a Star Wars film, is kind of like, eh, this is dumb, but okay, I don't, I don't see the big deal. But like, if you're a huge Star Wars fan, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just think it depends on your perspective, what you like about Star Wars. Same thing with Bond. Just like, what, what do you get out of it? So if your perspective is, I want the absurd escapism of putting myself in the shoes of Bond, then No Time to Die is probably not as interesting to you. To me, I'm like, I don't really like action movies, so I got to have an interesting character and some, you know, silly situations and, you know, some stakes. And at least in this movie, you know that Bond cares about these characters as opposed to throw away ho that he just met so then because like in the older bond movies it's kind of how it is right like mm-hmm. like the bad guy kills this girl and then bond goes how dare you kill that girl I'm like but you don't give a shit like you literally just met her two minutes ago at least this has stakes and i kind of care about it and i i know for you no time to die <laughs> literally puts like you know it burns those fucking stakes on the girl right there oh. <laughs> it makes you mad because i'm just i'm remembering what happens in the movie now I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably hate this shit so much. <laughs> well, let, okay, wait, wait, wait a goddamn second. <laughs> I'm, I'm not spoiling it. We will discuss No Time to Die, because I actually yes. like some of the things they did. Okay. I have an issue with mm-hmm. other things. Okay. Do you want to go through the other Bond movies really quickly, and I'll yeah. read my quick notes, and you can kind of tell me where they rank on your scale? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, Dr. No, I started with, and I wrote this down. I wrote, it starts with a bang. I love this intro. Mm-hmm. It just starts off with uh, murder. You don't see Bond yet. So maybe you don't like that as much. But like you used to have these like agents being killed. I'm like, oh, this is kind of exciting. I'm oh, yeah. The they 60s. break into the hut in Jamaica and murder the yeah. six guy. I, I really like that. Because like, oh, this is cool. I don't really know what I'm getting into. It kind of just throws you into this like, you know, uh, secret world. Um, I like how the mo- this movie explains so much about you. I fully understand you as a person now because I was laughing to my wife because she wasn't watching, but she kind of would wake up or kind of come in and out when I was watching these movies sometimes. And I was like, this explains so much about Shane because it's just so funny that I've known you for over 20 years. And I've never seen these movies. I'm like, oh, this is so you. I get this. I understand you now. Um, uh. I love these setups and payoffs. This movie is just that. I'm guessing this is very, this movie is very loyal to the Fleming novel. Very, it yeah, like, it's one of the few that's very um not not completely loyal it's sillier than the fleming novels but yeah i like it shows that tells i like how it shows bond kind of setting up these things you always say like how does bond know it's almost like like kind of sherlock holmes he, he sets up like these trip wires and these hairs mm-hmm. so it's like okay i kind of like that it's it's goofy but i can put myself in that time frame i like that the only thing i was confused about was there's the nuclear power in space i didn't really get the plot why dr no was doing what he was doing. Eh, and shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but here's something I like that Dr. No sets up, but everyone else kind of fucks up, I think, until... um, I don't remember which one of it does this, but there's barely any villain, and I kind of like that. It's more about Bond and kind of like his process of like discovering the mystery. Mm-hmm. So I like that Dr. No's barely in it, but on the, and I think all the other Bonds double down and like... We gotta have the villain in the first ten minutes so that they have this nemesis thing going on. Yeah, there, so. and Doctor No, I don't think he really shows himself until like almost the third act. No, it's it's literally the last twenty minutes. Yeah, like I I, I was confused. I was like, where the fuck is the villain? But then 
I kind of like that because it's more about Bond and you get figuring out what Bond's role in this universe is. And it's, you know, debonair and suave and actiony mm-hmm. and trashy. But yeah, I, I like that. It was, it was I was surprised how much I enjoyed Dr. No. So I'll give a thumbs up to this Bond for sure. Yeah. And this is like, I think the first Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's a, it's a good one. And Connery, uh, he's Sean Connery. He's very charismatic. Um, I guess in the '60s he was huge, like physically. <laughs> we we sure <laughs> up the ante on that one. Craig yep. beat his ass, um, but <laughs> uh, yeah. but Connery's like you know it's it's a good '60s film. It's definitely dated. It's very oh, funny yeah. to see the Connor like it's hilarious to watch the Connery films from a modern uh, go- eye. Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Oh my we'll god, fucking Goldfinger. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're 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 right. It's they're they're fun, and without these films, Bond doesn't exist. So you have to captivate '60s audiences, and that's what they did. Yeah, it's good, and it's funny just comparing this one to No Time to Die. I obviously prefer No Time to Die better, but I'm like, okay, I I, I see the the foundation of why people were into this in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a and good movie. With the it's, music, it's... the intro title, like that. That, you know, we take that for granted now, the Bond song, the Bennett, you know, but that was the first time or the looking down the barrel of the gun and firing at the screen. Like those, those things that are now just synonymous with Bond hadn't been yet. You know, I think, I think that one ends with it. Kind of like the Craig ones, but I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. I don't remember now if it opens with that. I've seen too many fucking James Bond movies this month. <laughs> my, my brain hurts. So now you brought it up. Uh, Goldfinger, which is like the pinnacle bond of all bonds. Goldfinger. Yeah, I wrote down two two sentences. The first one is this starts weird and wrong, where James Bond like kind of comes out of the water. There's no music to it, and he kind of shoots like a blow dart at a guy. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> But then the movie is a parody of itself already. It's like it's like someone said, "We understand James Bond now. Let's just let's, let's give him a whole line of like cocaine and just up this one <laughs> the ante." This movie is a fucking farce of a film. I fucking love it. Goldfinger <laughs> is the Bond film where it's just good enough plot-wise that you're like, "Oh, okay, this isn't." But it is insanity. You know, like the 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 bad guy, an odd job. Yeah. Um, they have a golf match where Bond cheats. Goldfinger cheats first, though. Ah. James is a man of his word, but Goldfinger cheats first. And he goes, of course. I'll show you, you gold fuck. <laughs> oh, I see. We're going to finger each other, huh? <laughs> um, and then it has the, the, the famous, the most famous line of all time where he's like, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> like it, it, it just has everything. And also, the greatest line ever said by a man to a woman. <laughs> Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Uh, man, talk. Oh my God, I had that on rewind just because I, I had forgotten about it, and just <laughs> later, man, talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> he slaps her ass <laughs> and I could just feel the modern day blue haired explosion I just 
<laughs> Bond must die. Bond must die. Like, oh. oh, it it is what it is. It makes me laugh because it's, it's so ridiculous. It's a product but, of its time. <laughs> it's it's problematic nowadays, but I don't really care. I because this movie is just so stupid. Like like like, if you put it into the context of how the top of this movie is. Okay, it, it honestly kind of fits, and it's a '60s movie, and it's it's so ridiculous. So like like if you if you watch the rest of the film, the problem is it opens like with that fucking line. If that line came later, you'd be like, yeah, this whole thing's a fucking farce. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's just I didn't really care. Like, this movie's I like elements of this movie, but it's like, he has someone a goddamn laser and lets him off. I'm like, okay, come on, like like you ain't taking your threat seriously. I, and I know it's a it's a farce, but it's just like he goes he goes I know things. Turn off the laser. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Wait, what do you know? I know what your mother likes. <laughs> <laughs> what other what other uh, Connery movies are good? I'm, just, I'm not going to watch them, but maybe an audience. Um, Thunderball doesn't... is a fun one. Um, but Thunderball, it's not really a great bond. It's kind of stupid. But um, like all of the them? action scenes in it are insanity because you know some poor Australian... Like stuntman was killed, <laughs> and his family was just told, given like a letter with a Bond giving a thumbs up. <laughs> um, let me think. There's so many. Um, oh, oh, from Russia with Love. That's actually that one. I almost that one. I almost watched because I, I, I don't know because that name sounded familiar to me. So I was like, I almost watched that. That one. one's a more subdued Bond. Um, and more of a character building because it's about a love story between him and this uh, Russian defector. But which one's the one with the voodoo? Because I, I read that synopsis. I said oh, this sounds awesome. I think that's that's not Thunderball. Um, I don't know. I was reading the synopsis to see if like the other ones that are interesting to me, and that one said like black magic and voodoo. I was like that sounds like my jam, but oh, I didn't watch it. Live and let die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, because that's Dalton's and not Dalton. Yeah, th- that's Connery. That's uh, or no, that's Roger no. Moore. It's Roger Moore. Yeah, I think that's Moore's first one. I don't yeah, remember now though. Yeah, and it's he like falls in love with the <laughs> and <laughs> it's who she is. <laughs> <laughs> that was her name. Okay. Um, anything else to add about Connery besides you didn't know he was dead and that cracks me up. <laughs> um, no, uh, Connery. Is I'm not gonna. There's this whole thing of like he's the goat because he was the first. He is the first Bond, and Bond doesn't exist without him. Um, but he's not my favorite Bond. I'm sorry, I, I have to look at him from the lens of who I am today, and he's not my favorite Bond. But uh, he was a good Bond, and he was the Bond, and um. Yeah, they, those movies just get older and older the more we watch them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, the Bonds are better. So he is not a better Bond. He's like oh. geriatric as fuck. That's my, my first line. Roger Moore is old. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Bonds here he's in are a lot more fun. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I just wish they could have got connery in those bonds or you know someone else he was old too well older yeah now i will give roger moore this he's a good actor like he's 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 charming and stuff like that he's just too old 
Like a younger Roger Moore maybe uh, is better. His outfits are funny because he. This is literally what Austin Powers is parroting. It's the Roger Moore yes. uh, Bond. Yeah, because you go to Moon Moonraker is like it's about a man taking over the moon. <laughs> Well, it's it's basically just Elon Musk kind of kind of thing, yeah. and uh, it's too it's too goddamn long. Like it really drags. Yeah. And then um, I wrote down the the greatest name of all. T- well, I guess the, I didn't I didn't watch Octopussy, so I don't I can't is that say Pussy that for Galore? sure. But yeah, but this one is Doctor Goodhead. <laughs> like really, we're we're, we're just oh. and, he, and he winks at the camera, so it's like okay, I get it, but. Come on, this, oh. movie, this movie becomes fucking like Star Wars, and it's like so ridiculous. And Jaws, this movie made me like, yeah, this movie is so fucking trashy it's and ridiculous. So it, it, it's, it's 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 fun. It's fun, but it's way too long. This movie should have been like way fucking shorter. And then, and they try to. I think I'm getting I'm getting this confused with a different one. Is this? Oh yeah, you have a question for you. you probably don't know. You haven't seen it in so long. So there's a scene where Doctor Goodhead is running from dogs, and it implies that she dies. But then she's in just in the next scene. So then I thought to myself, "Oh, is she a spy, like undercover?" But then she's not. I was really fucking confused. It's been a long time, but I know what you're talking about. It's like a really dramatic scene, right? Where he's like, "Release yeah. the dogs." Yeah. yeah. Like, release the hounds. Um. <laughs> yeah. It was ex- like literally. Like, I'm just thinking of all these like joke like cliches. I'm just like this, and, and like all these like pop culture references that are just. Making fun of Bond, and I just I, just can't, I can't separate this. I can't separate Moonraker Dr. from from pop Goodhead. culture. It's so ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous, and oh. I, and I like that it, it, it literally jump like almost jumps the shark with Jaws, and it, but it's it's kind of fun in that way. But it's too long. Yeah, I mean it's nice, and it's a perfect time period to have Bond be this bombastic and ridiculous. You yeah. know, it's so much fun, and that is the one thing I miss about the Bonds is this hint of fun you know where bond kills someone he he makes a snarky remark like it, he he does do that in no time to die yeah but it's more like a here i i just pictured the director smoking that here fuck you here's your line hey <laughs> hey don't you dare besmirch the good name of carrie uh fukunaga uh we'll talk all right um yeah. last one i saw was view to kill Um, this is what I wrote down. I said a good opening scene. The other one where he jumps out the fucking no. The, this is where uh, they're gonna the cause plane. an earthquake in San Francisco. Oh yeah, and they talk about collecting horse semen. Um, I think this one has pussy galore, right? No, 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 no not pussy galore. That's um from God. I love that name. It's octopusy, right? No, the um the henchman, the lady Mayday. Is her name Mayday? I think her name. No, you. Maybe her name is Pussy Galore. No, that's Goldfinger Pussy Here, Galore, I right? think it's Mayday. I don't remember. Um, so then I wrote down, this is, I don't even remember this one now. Um, I wrote that he's the worst secret agent. He walks up and tells him his name and kind of blows his cover, like, almost automatically. This is the one where he kind of, he's talking to that girl because that girl's being is blackmailed Mayday. by the guy. Oh, yeah, so Mayday's being blackmailed. Oh, this is the one where they kind of give some backstory. They spend a lot of time in a fucking house, and then yeah. 
and he likes that. And I wrote down there's some Russians. Um, Christopher Walken. Oh, there we go. This one is so stupid. Um, <laughs> Blimp. Yeah, this one's um, this one. This car chase with a uh, uh, with a fire a truck. fire truck. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one's fine. I wrote down that she's annoying. Yes, she's incredibly annoying. The poor. It's, it's almost like it's almost like Temple of Doom, where like uh, the 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 female protagonist is a little bit over the top. It's kind of all she does is scream. Roger Moore yeah. is literally seventy five years old. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I like I like parts of this one where the earth. Maybe I don't remember. Okay, here's the problem: when you're when you're marathoning James Bond and you don't like James Bond, you, you, you should take some. I took a break between Moore and um, Brosnan to kind of like cleanse my palate because I was watching yeah. too much of this shit. So at this point, I was like, God damn, I'm tired of this. So <laughs> A View to Kill, if I remember, because you're confusing everyone if they haven't seen it, is um, Christopher Walken is like a tech giant or like some sort of billionaire, and he wants to cause an earthquake that's going to flood San Francisco, but mm-hmm. it moves the water away so that he can get all the silica uh, and create a new Silicon Valley. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like a Hitler clone. He's like a master race kind of thing. I was getting weird kind of racist vibes. Um, yeah. You know, these Jews, they gotta go. <laughs> Cut that. That's the only reason Cut why. That. It's the only reason. It's <laughs> the only reason why Shane wanted me to watch *View to Kill* so he could do his Christopher Walken impression. Hmm. For centuries, alchemists tried to make gold from base metals. Today, we make microchips from silicon which is common sand, but far better than gold. <laughs> we are now in the unique position to form an international cartel to control not only production, but distribution of these microchips. There is one obstacle. His ass. Five long years he wore this watch. Up his ass. He died of dysentery. Give me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. Little man, I gave the watch to you. Yeah, View to Kill, I I love that one. Christopher Walken's such a fun bad guy. It's got a lot really? of good stuff. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in that. I think the whole movie's brought down by Roger Moore literally needing glucosamine tablets in between each <laughs> take. Like, He's just too old, mm-hmm. and it runs into the same problem. Like I had a lot of vibes from this, and No Time to Die. We we're like, he's so old, and she's so young. <laughs> yeah, um, this one gets more fun towards the end because I was like, I was like, they're not really using Christopher Walken appropriately. He's not being over the top, but then by the end, he's got like a a, a machine gun, and he's literally just shooting at his like henchmen. I'm like, now it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I like a view to kill. They probably should have recasted Roger Moore before doing it, but you know, I do like Roger Moore. He's in the middle of the pack bond. He was the guy that got us out of Connery and he did a good enough job to keep people interested through that. Um, one I wish I would have given you cause it's a better, um, Roger Moore is, um, for your eyes only. That's a oh. good Roger Moore one. Uh, probably his best one. As you transition into Brosnan, here's my question: mm-hmm. What is your favorite, uh, like, theme for Bond? Like, like favorite, like, opening song? 
because because now we're getting to like the 80s mm. and this is where like the the like, like the theme songs kind of really dominate a lot of these james bond movies i really like the live and let die one say live and let die Yeah, everyone um, likes that one. That's a that's a good one. Uh, Casino Royale's opening I really liked uh, with Chris Cornell. Yeah, well, I I like his singing voice, but it's so it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good transition. It's interesting. Like I was like, okay, I actually like. This. Usually, man, some of the Roger Moore ones, you're like, what the hell? It's like some big band and like. It's like love is the answer, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" That's very much of its time period, though. It's like, yeah. kind of like this big old band, There's... and it's like, and you get like Sherry Bassey kind of singing these over the like these really big, almost like operatic kind of things. Yeah, like it's there's some bad openings. I remember fast forwarding <laughs> a lot through the openings. Um, I want to say it started to change and get better with a uh, Madonna in. Uh, Die, die another day. Uh, I didn't see that one, so I wouldn't know. The, I've heard the song. Da, 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 yeah. Da. yeah, she kind of brought some like, okay, this is, there's some energy to this. Mm-hmm. You know, like my favorite one is the uh, the Kanye West one. The Kanye West one. What am I? Which which one's that? Seeing if you got the joke, diamonds are forever. Oh, 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 God. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Kanye never did a Bond song. Yeah, <laughs> he samples. He samples it. So I, I, uh, that, that's my joke of the podcast. Yeah, so I've been holding on to that one for a while. <laughs> but uh, and I just, I just want an excuse to play Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, uh, Casino Royale is probably my favorite opening, the Chris Cornell one. Um, I like all the visuals of it and everything. Uh, usually, it's yeah. just naked shadows swimming in the background mm-hmm. like you're just like oh okay well this again at least this Maybe had that. some more to it i don't know there's always that that's part of the formula that opening song um adele adele did a good job sam hunt did okay but i don't know why everyone feels like they have to do a slow song like it shouldn't be that's a slow adele's song. fault that's Adele. Well, okay, well, because like you, you go from Jack White and Alicia Keys, which is like my favorite oh, one. Oh, that's but once a good again, one too. Everyone hates that one. You know what's funny is people I was reading stuff like people hate that one. I like it, but once again, that's just like a big rock, and I like yeah. Jack White. So this is yeah, it fits. I like it a lot. But then, but then Adele changes that tone because then the last three Bonds have all been kind of these slow melodic things. But but like but like those Bonds are also a little more 
you know, dramatic. So Yeah, we can get into Quantum Solace later because I, I actually yeah. like Quantum Solace, but I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Um, um, let's get to the fucking Brosnan. Brosnan, here we are. My favorite. Okay, so transition to this. I texted you when I was watching, I think, GoldenEye. Because GoldenEye is a big transition right into Brosnan, mm-hmm. and then the and then M changes too. So it's kind of a big a Dame Judy Dench. There's <laughs> a big tone shift. So I texted Shane. I'm watching this. And there's a scene that's very much breaking the fourth wall. It's it's addressing James Bond in the '90s. Because you got to remember the '90s is like 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 the woman's like kind of like a feminist movement and liberation kind of enters Hollywood and kind of pushes because you get like your first Oscars. That's literally me too before me too because you have like an like anita hill thing and like in like the supreme court with what's his fucking face oh, now jesus christ uh, clarence thomas so you have so you have a push up for like more feminism because i think you're a sexist misogynist dinosaur a relic of the cold war whose boyish charms though wasted on me obviously appeal to that young woman i sent out to evaluate you point taken not quite 007 if you think for one moment i don't have the balls to send a man out to die your instincts are dead wrong. I've no compunction about sending you to your death. But I won't do it on a whim, even with your cavalier attitude towards life. Basically, you're a misogynist, you're a dinosaur, you don't belong in this, and I don't like you. But god damn it, do I need you. <laughs> <laughs> because literally the next scene is James Bond like hitting on a chick and, yeah. and, and like fucking her. So it's like... You're having your cake and you're eating it too. And I figured these are probably your favorite Bond movies. Yeah. Oh, God. I think it opens up with him answering the phone and like some French lady is like begging him to, to not leave. Right? Uh, or, Golden Eye. No, 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 no. Opens... That's Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, yeah. Golden Eye is first. I'm pretty sure Golden Eye is Brazen's first one. With Sean Bean. Yes. It opens with like they're in Russia mm-hmm. stopping some kind of nuclear plant and then. And then it fast forwards. He's driving the car with the, with like the lice, some kind of lady, and, and he pulls over and says, "You want to fuck?" And then I do. Oh yeah, he has that big like they're hauling ass, and then um, she has a Ferrari or something, right? And they race. Or is that Fomka Jensen? And that's tomorrow never dies. No, 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 no. Fomka Jensen is in a uh, Goldeneye, because she's a. Uh, Yes, it's Russian. She has the bad Russian accent. Yes, she has the Ferrari. And she kills people with her vagina. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wrote down GoldenEye feels like a spy movie. And then then he dives into the plane. I said, okay, now we're watching (laughs) James Bond movies. Yeah. GoldenEye is perfect because it's it's a Roger Moore film, basically. But it's got Brosnan's gravitas and, like, suave. And, like, Brosnan's such a good Bond. He's perfect. And, like, he's a good blend of both. Um, and GoldenEye is... It's fun. It's got the gadgets, but it's a little darker. Um, there's some stakes... 
The last act is boring to me. I, I think once you get through the double crosses and the stuff, I was like, eh, but I like all the bad Russian accents. That was fun. <laughs> um, I wrote down Pierce Brosnan doesn't act. He kind of just is pretty. He's a very pretty Bond. He's a so very I don't... pretty Bond. <laughs> and then obviously the 90s trope, which this definitely pushes into the newer Bonds. It's It's hacking. We got computers. We're going to be hacking everything. Oh, yeah. He's so. just slamming the keyboard. <laughs> it's, this movie is so 90s. It's kind of fun. And I will give you know credit where credit is due. GoldenEye would have been forgotten a little more if it wasn't for the video game. I think people oh, remember yeah. GoldenEye more fondly because of the video game and the nostalgia that's attached to that. Yeah. And I, I legitimately, I think the first half, is stronger but it's also these movies are long and it's yeah. just it's just hard it's hard to marathon these so I, I think it's half my fault but i like goldeneye fine i think it's like in the it's it's way more it's a little more engaging but the actions have also like shifted like i said the the progression of like you know cinema helps me with the the bonds because you can watch mm-hmm. how the action scenes and like the budgets kind of inflate so you have a little bit more you know interesting kind of stuff to work with yeah Yeah. um after goldeneye which this is gonna be a little taboo is Mm -hmm. probably one of my favorite bonds and i like more than goldeneye is tomorrow never dies i fully agree with that statement This is like my one of my. This is in my contention for number one Bond, and I know a lot of people are like, "What the fuck?" But it is it is Bond. It's big. It's bombastic. It's ridiculous, but it's charming. It has a female that Bond is with, but she's also like an ass kicker. Like she's Xiao Yao. Yeah, she's cool. Like the the scenery is cool. The world traveling. The bad guy is fun. Um, yes, I I like the kind of grounded like it's ridiculous, but it's grounded in the idea of like how media controls us. So I was like, oh, this, mm-hmm. this is kind of cool because in the the '90s, the rise of just huge like mega corporations and media. So I like that it's ridiculous that that they can somehow orchestrate all these things. So it's very Bond. It's also grounded in our reality of like of like modern politics but then it's so ridiculous and over the top it's still fun michelle yao is now popular again because of um uh, everything everywhere all at once i was yeah. like oh cool so i was like cool she's in this so i like that one a lot the only negative thing i wrote down is it has the worst action killing saying when he when he defeats the bad guy <laughs> he says it's going to be a fantastic show i may have some breaking news for you elliot he forgot the first rule of mass media. Give the people what they want.
first. I was like, that was lame. It was <laughs> I, like, I got nothing. They ruined it. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, that was lame. You could you could have given me a better like final action kill. Yeah, and it's kind of stupid. Like their torpedo. Like, why not just use a regular fucking torpedo? Yeah. Instead of some remote controlled drill dildo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's got like. The action's really good. Um, the the big thing, and this is a real Bond nerdy thing, um, that Brosnan had that pissed people off royally. There's always something about each Bond that pisses everybody off. Was that he drove BMWs and not a British car. He didn't drive a Lotus or an Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. BMW paid a lot of money to become the Bond car. Yeah. And it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? But... It does have one of the best car chases where he's not even in the goddamn car. He's literally remote controlled driving, which makes no sense as you look at it. You're like, how the fuck do you control this thing? But that was trash, but I liked it a lot. It's f- so much fun. Yeah, and but if if it totally fits that stupid like modern technology thing, so I I it's it's stupid and trashy, but it makes me laugh so much when he's like perfectly driving the car with like yeah. this RC car remote control. Yeah, it's and awesome. like the worst view <laughs> that you could drive from. Like I, it's so dumb. But this Bond is my favorite. It's what introduced me to Bond. It's what got me excited for Bond, and yeah. It, tomorrow never dies definitely see it and then listen to the moby soundtrack <laughs> is that who does it yeah moby i don't remember the opening song oh the opening song i don't know but moby does a cover for it i think it's the end of it oh, okay. and it's on the dvd track Obviously, Brosnan does two more films that are very forgettable. World is Not Enough, I like a lot. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. Yep. Um, And then um, Brosnan does Die Another Day, which is another kind of stupid forgettable. Like, it could have been a really good Bond, but it just missed the mark. Halle Berry was one of the best Bond girls we've had. Other than Michelle Yao, I think she did better. But Halle Berry would have been a better Bond as a better Bond girl as Jinx, but she just wasn't given enough. It's kind of a shame. I would have liked to see Halle Berry come back actually as a Bond girl. That kind of but. seems just like a Bond girl. They have nothing to work with because they're Bond girls. They're there to yeah, be sex object and die. But, but really wasted. But in in these like these more modern Brosnans, I guess that was the whole like you know give and take. Make the woman have you know make the woman action characters and have things to do but i guess in a modern perspective there's really nothing for them to do i guess she did get the role uh again in john wick (laughs) she basically is that character again she doesn't do anything she just sticks dogs on people but yeah this meeting is over god bless the united states of america and release the hounds (laughs) um anything else to add about bronson before we go into some craigs uh no i think brosnan should have done one more bond but Die Another Day was was it, and we moved on. I will say that um, there's 
there's a lot of drama between the transition between Craig and Brosnan, and then there's a lot of drama with the Craig casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the camp of I wasn't excited for Craig. I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen him. He was blonde. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I wanted Clive Owen because Clive Owen was actually like really close to getting the casting. Uh, if I would have known about Idris Elba, then I would have been Ooh. all in on him. I still think that we really missed a fucking opportunity with Idris Elba. Yeah. He would have been an excellent Bond. Um, still could be, I guess, but mm-hmm. he's starting to age out where they're not going to be able to get very many Bonds out of him if they did go for him. They'd have a Craig problem. But so I was I was almost fully convinced that Clive Owen was going to be the new Bond, and I was super excited. I distinctly, I distinctly remember you saying that to me. When we were like when this this came out like when we were like we're high school, so I remember mm-hmm. you saying like 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 why isn't it Clive Owen? Why is this blonde guy? And I'm like I don't know what you're talking about, but I remember you being mad about Clive Owen. But then Craig was cast, and I was all in. Once I saw the movie, I was like, "Yep, he's awesome. He did good." Like everyone's like, "Oh, he's five nine and blonde." Like who gives a shit? Movie now, magic, bitch. Yeah, I don't give a shit. He kicks ass. He's the first jacked Bond. Like, Connery mm-hmm. was jacked for the ties, but, like, Craig is legitimately jacked. And I would say he's the deadliest Bond. He'll he'll kill you with his bare hands. He don't give a shit. And it won't be a karate chop. He'll choke the life out of you. No, he'll he'll kill you with his fucking stare, dude. He has an icy goddamn yeah. stare, and man. And everyone he's... hates that pouty look. Like, that's a big, oh, like, it. everyone's like, oh, he's so pouty. But I'm like, he's badass. I feel like every Bond had sex appeal. And Brosnan probably had, like, the most, like, ladies' man look. But if you ask... Oh, this is sexist. But I'll ask a lot of females. They're going to say that Craig is probably the sexiest. Gay guys, if you're out there, let us know which Bond you want to fuck the most. Yeah, there we go. Your opinion matters to us, too. Yeah. Okay. So we're at Casino Royale. Big transition, the drama with the new Bond. This is the newest Bond to take us into the modern era. I think the it's a little long, but I think this is like, for people who don't like James Bond, this is the perfect movie to to show them. Because like, this is what happened. Uh, we were hanging out and I showed... Um, I showed Dan. I showed some other people. Like, we were like all together watching. And I was like, "Have you guys ever seen Casino Royale?" Because we're trying to find something. And they said no, and everyone enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it's a good like. Oh, he, this is what James Bond is, but it's not as it's not campy. So then, if you just like kind of modern action, aka like your James like born James Bond, uh, Jason Bournes, this is a really good film to introduce him for Bond. Yes, um, this movie is. I've got. It's tough because personally, I put Tomorrow Never Dies above it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to be honest about which is the better movie and which one people should see first and stuff like that, Casino Royale. This is the yeah. best Bond that has been made. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, like you said, it is, it's got just enough bond that people go, oh, this is, I, I recognize, it's like a dish from a new chef where you mm-hmm. go, it's got the ingredients that you recognize, but they're done so differently, mm-hmm. um, which could off put some people who just want the same dish again. But for someone that hasn't had it, they go like, wow, this is different. This is cool. I like this. He drives the Aston Martin. He's got pithy sayings. He's suave. Um, it does stick fairly close to the book uh, again, where it's about the poker tournament. And Bond's like an excellent poker player. I think they play a different version of poker or something in the – it's not Texas Hold'em. Yeah. But everyone something knows like Texas that. Hold'em. So, yeah, that's what they go with. Yeah. You know what's super ironic about this? Because I was doing a lot of behind the scenes, like research and stuff like that. Guess who? Okay. So this director for Casino Royale directed a previous Bond, which we talked about. Do you want to guess which one he directed? He... His, name is Martin, Mar... His name is Martin Campbell. He directed Casino Royale on a different older Bond. Guess. He directed uh, World is Not Enough. I uh, close. It's Goldeneye. Yeah. Okay. But Which, I was surprised because yeah. I was like, oh, Golden Eye is like kind of, it's of its time, 90s kind of trash. But I was like, this one's so like sleek and suave. I was like, oh, I'm so, I was super surprised by that. I know. It's, um, I always confuse and go, oh, Sam Mendes, but he did not do <laughs> this one. He, he did, uh, the Skyfall Inspector. Yeah. Um, but it has a very similar look. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. That's that's the modern technology where like mm-hmm. where, it's, where it's all digital and they can kind of keep that like that palette through the rest like like you know like a, kind of like a through line to the rest of these Bond movies. Yeah, and this this one demonstrates that you can subvert the oh god subvert your expectations. Um, you can do that and still make everyone happy. Like they don't have the car chase scene. Like you have the scene where you go oh here's the car chase scene. And he's hauling ass through the countryside. Mm-hmm. And then Vesper's in the middle of the road. And he flips the car. And the scene's yep. cut out. It, you know, so he crashes. Awesome. And you're like, wow, that's... Okay, that's a good way to do it. And I like that uh, the, the following scene, the torture scene, which is the best torture scene, you know, outside of, like, torture porn, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Because you you actually feel the stakes. Like, like obviously, James is, like playing off the best that he can to to not be afraid of what's going on but yeah. my god is he have him in the most vulnerable position and ever Mads Mikkelsen is such a good villain he just is so perfect uh he's got that camp with he bleeds he he has tears of blood but he still is real mm-hmm. And he's also very very nervous because mm-hmm. like he's the one cuz the the stakes are on him really it's like he he has a timeline to get through and like and like he's like really desperate so you, so like it ramps up like he loses his cool pretty quickly towards the end. Yeah, and you kind of look at the plot and the poker game is kind of like just there for style because it doesn't really matter if Bond wins or not. Like no. Mickelson's fucked either way cuz they're going to stop him from transferring the money. Like but um Casino Royale, I forgot about the plane scene. Where he has I to stop the terrorists it. from blowing up the plane. I only remember the, the Monaco stuff. No, no, no. In the beginning to trigger uh-huh. the whole reason why 
Mads Mikkelsen has that. to have the poker tournament. That's why he lost all the money. Remember, he like oh, okay. bid the stock market against this big opening for a plane, and then he was going to blow it up, and the stock was going to crash. But it didn't happen, so he loses all his money. I remember most of the Monaco stuff. Like, like yeah, uh, it's very forgettable. That's, that's, the intro. That's the interesting stuff. Yeah, there's the Bahamas, and then there's this whole like fucking American scene that you go, "What? I don't remember this." But okay, fun. And then there's Monaco and the best Bond girl of all time. Yay. Ava Green. Vesper. Yep. She does such a good job. She's written so perfectly for Bond fans and the audience because she's capable, but she's not like, I'll kick your ass capable. She's smart. She's an accountant. And she's also like, and she's over in over her head. There's that scene, which I'm sure maybe some Bond mm-hmm. fans hate, where he actually comforts her. He doesn't actually just fuck her. He actually comforts her yeah. because she's actually <laughs> being traumatized by this. So this is where we get to the differences yeah. of taste. I mm-hmm. like the idea of Vesper. We'll get to No Time to Die, where I think it's kind of weird. But I think for the most part, having like a you know a pouty moody bond i kind of like the characterization i know that kind of defeat you know defeats the entirety of you know james bond but i like that he has some depth to him so to me i enjoy how vesper plays into the rest of this and she, and she even betrays him at some point so so, mm-hmm. so, so like so he so he has a like, he has like the the distress so i like the i like to do a daniel craig bond a lot with that character yeah and i don't mind if like that's what you wanted to do and they do do it but it gets too much um, in the through line of Vesper, like that he doesn't, you can establish that, oh, this is why Bond doesn't trust women or this Bond. We'll get to what Bond is later. I was going to ask you that question, but we'll address it later. Yeah. Yeah. This Bond doesn't trust women because he was burned by a woman he loved. So he doesn't let anyone get close. That's fine if you keep playing that card throughout his Bond series. Um, they obviously jump the shark on it. No, it's perfect. I don't even mind my Bond falling in love. Like, they do it so well that she... Because they picked the perfect female to do it. Ava Green, you believe that she is so... Like, she's beautiful. She's smart. She doesn't take shit. Like, she is the woman that could totally break down Bond. And she has, like, those 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 like, in, like big innocent eyes where it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah it works really well. She's She's excellent. Um, and Craig was good. Their, their chemistry is really good. It's playful, but serious. They bring in Felix Slater, who in the books and even in some of the old, uh, bonds is like a big deal. He's one of the few people that bond calls a friend. Um, no, Casino Royale is just perfect on so many levels. At the very least of this review, you should de- if you've never seen any James Bond, Casino Royale is 100% worth their time. Because even if you don't care about the cliches and stuff, it's still just a great action film just in and of itself. And still has Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. Oh, God, she's so hot. <laughs> uh, quickly, Quantum of Solace. I like that they wrap up Vesper until they don't. But they wrap up Vesper, so like, so like it kind of throws, goes through. And... Um, it's like stupid. There's some really good, um, like car chasing in the beginning is super exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best of all time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, I, um, a stuntman literally died doing that. Like, so RIP, he literally died doing those scenes. I think, I think you guys talked about that in our, um, the big dumb movie podcast that Shane and I are featured on. You should check out right now. For the um, oh yeah, because we're referencing face it off. for face off. 
Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know why something about this movie is just not as engaging as Casino Royale. Maybe you can explain it better, but it's it's, it's not terrible. People hate it. I, I don't really get the hate. I just think it's just kind of generic action film. My take on Quantum of Solace is Bond does the best chase scenes on land, sea, and air. And that is it. Because the plot is so thin and meh. It is there purely to tie these epic chase scenes together. Because damn, Quantum of Solace has some damn good chase scenes. The boat one, the car, uh, he has a good foot chase. Um, But the villain, I don't really have a problem with the actor playing the villain. It's just the villain's kind of weak. Um, the Bond girl... She's like the daughter of the dictator? No, she's a daughter of someone the dictator killed. Yes, yeah, so so her through line is is to get revenge and I I kind of like that because she's trying to to trying to get revenge, but it's not so easy to just murder someone cuz you know like it well, at least for her perspective it, like it's hard to do that, but I don't know if she shoots anyone before that, but for some reason when she gets to the ending, she has a hard time killing him, so I get what they're doing. I just don't think it all fits together. Maybe that's a problem with the, yeah. the direction, but it, it doesn't. It's not really as engaging as the other movies. It's got some great style. It looks yeah. good. It feels good, but there's something missing, and I think it's mostly the plot. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of other bonds that have a real shitty surface level pop plot that you enjoy. So I don't know what Quantum of Solace is truly missing. This was the one that was made during the writer's strike. So I, I chalked that one up to that. But um, it's a very forgettable Bond. But it has the most, like, when they do Craig's, like, Oscars, you know, like, or, you know, like, a remembering Daniel Craig, they're going to pull a lot from Quantum of Solace. But no one's going to remember that. They're going to be like, oh, I loved Skyfall. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which... Skyfall, so, crumble. I wrote down two things. I'm like, this is can you prob- real quick? Can you play the Russian uh, orchestra, or it's a Russian? But just look up Russian Skyfall, and it's a bunch of guys in a Russian outfit singing Skyfall. They're part of the, like the Russian army crooners. This is it.
wrote down two things about Skyfall. I'm like, this is a phenomenal action film that is really just super exciting and great. And then I wrote down the last portion kind of feels a little off. The movie's also really fucking long. Ugh, I wrote too long. Yeah, but, it, but once again, cutting any of it, you miss out on those connective tissue of bonds. So I'm guessing this is where... I think you've already texted me this, so I don't want to spoil like your perspective on Skyfall, but it's like this feels like this could be like the last James Bond and It should have been. Yeah, I was gonna say like this could feels like it could be the end and it would be kind of perfect way to end, you know, Bond because you get a new M, you get um you know, you figure out some backstory about James Bond. So you could have been like right off into the sunset there, James. So Oh, this is where you can feel the studio going, We have him for two more fucking movies. You get his old ass out there. And Craig is acting like Skyfall is amazing that it is good as it is. Because I believe that Craig was like, fuck you. I'm not doing any more Bonds. I fucking hate this. Quantum of Solace was dog shit. He got hurt really bad, I think, on Quantum of Solace. Like, tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Like, he was done. And so I think he read the script for Skyfall and was like, and saw the enormous check. Mm-hmm. That was put in front of him and was like, oh, no, I don't fucking do it. Um, but, <laughs> but so he does Skyfall. Um, turns out to be really, really good. But f- as far as I remember and understand, this was supposed to be his last. Like, he said, I am not doing any more. Like, this is it. So I think Sam Mendes wrote it in a way that it could have been. Or, like, that's how they wrote it. And it would have been perfect because... There was also all this chirping about Idris Elba being the new Bond, right? So I was like, oh, shit. Like, we'll, we'll skip to the end where he, like, comes down on that elevator. And like you like you said, you have a new M. You have a new Q. Um, money Penny is introduced. Yeah, Money Penny. You have all these things that set up that can carry people forward with something familiar. And I thought they were going to do the elevator comes down. They have Q, like they set this all up. They have Q working down in the garage, and he goes, shall we get to work, Bond? And I thought out of the shadows they were going to have the new Bond step out. Mm-hmm. And it would have been perfect. You end this amazing Skyfall movie. You give a beautiful send-off to Craig, and then you introduce your new Bond. And instead, you just know it was the studios going, fuck you. I got a contract for him. I'm not doing this fucking casting bullshit again. Get your old ass out there. It also starts with James Bond, you know, dying. So it's, it's kind of, it feels like the end of all of this. It's called Skyfall. It, like the, the name says like everything is falling. Yeah. Like they even do the little, like he fails his physical. Like they're demonstrating that he is getting, he's aging out. They also have a good, uh, Oh man, the bad guy is so good. Yes, and and this is a problem because I rewatched it. I saw Skyfall. I think it's the only one I've seen when it came out because I just didn't really care. But I heard it's phenomenal, so I saw it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. the The only problem is going back now. The plot is unique <laughs> to Bond, but it's not unique to our day and age where it's like, oh I know, a guy gets double crossed by the big corporation or big, you know. It's basically uh, part of the government, eye. and he basically wants revenge. Yeah, it's it's Goldeneye, so it's Goldeneye again, same thing. But I think Javier Bardem is so evil and like sinister. I'm like, okay, 
is you kick, no offense to Sean Bean. We're a fan of Sean Bean on this podcast, but Javier yeah, Bardem definitely. kicks his fucking ass yeah. for sure. I'm just like this 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 menacing evil Bond where he just murders a woman right in front of him. And so and it's all techno-y and hackery. So it's really good. It steals a lot from the Dark Knight. <laughs> which is funny where uh, the, the bad guy locks himself up to infiltrate to prove it and then he wants to to kill him himself and shoot the shoot M himself so it's revenging it's, it's great all part of the plan bond <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this movie is fucking fucking great action film it really is the dark knight with james bond it really is <laughs> Um, if, only, if only the if only the Joker was uh, bisexual, then it would be the same. Oh example. my God! You bring up the thing that pissed me off the most about like kind of the meta of this movie. Um, I read so many articles like, "Is Bond gay?" And you're like, "Oh my God!" You're like, "Okay," <sighs> like that scene where Javier Bardem is like, "See what she's done to you." Well, she never tied me to a chair. Her loss. Are you sure this is about him? It's about her. And you and me. You see, we are the last two rats. We can either eat each other or eat everyone else. How you're trying to remember your training now? What's the regulation to cover this? Well, first time for everything. Yes. What makes you think this is my first time? Oh, Mr. Bond. I I take that as Bond being funny and clever. I also take it as if if a if an agent's gonna pull the honeypot move, he might have to pull on a guy sometime. So like to me, it makes sense contextually. Like sure. Yeah. No. It it makes sense. It makes sense for what Craig's Bond would do. And I my gripe is that that is the problem that has killed bond is people taking this outside like oh see like you're like bond is just bond like stop looking to bond to be the like represent who the next president's gonna be you know like (laughs) he's a fucking misogynist murderer like it's just what bond is and, like, we can fix some of those things. Like, obviously, we don't have to have him be completely terrible, but he shouldn't be the representation of all that is good with humanity. <laughs> um, I can separate that shit. You're, you're more into, like, the, the pop culture of Bond, so then when the outside world leaks in and it pisses you off, to me, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really care. Like, it, it doesn't... To me, Daniel Craig just transcends kind of that shit because it's like he just like it's an offhand remark. What makes you think this is my first time? Cool. It doesn't bother yeah. me. Like it's yeah. funny. You smile. You. Mm-hmm. Bond's trying to keep his cool in a situation where he's literally tied to like a chair and like he's, you know, facing off the bad guy. It works for me. Yeah. If you keep- if you want to write an article about how now James Bond is now uber representative or progressive, that's also fun. If you want to be the opposite and be like, oh, how dare you? Live your life, man. It does to me. It's just an offhand remark that kind of you know it kind of winks and it's like, yeah, we're in a new age where Bond doesn't care. And we already know that the fir- his first time was when he had the sheaf scratch his balls. I've got a little itch. <laughs> Would you mind? Uh, no! No! 
To the right! You are a funny man, Mr. Bond. Yeah! Yeah! Skyfall, they had the balls to kill Judy Dench, yeah. but in a, like a respectful way, like it's a good send off to her. Like it literally goes with a bang, and she's and she's dealing. Well, the whole like theme of it is everyone's dealing with their sins, kind of thing. M has to like deal mm-hmm. with her past. Bond has to come face to face with his past. So it's it's a cool little like motif of like we're we're dealing with all the past Bond stuff and seeing like man, if MI six was real. The trailer bodies and backstabbing <laughs> and misery, they're finally coming ahead of this. And then like a technological age, you don't have secrets because someone can click some buttons and hack some things. So it's kind of showing you like the reality is like this age is dead, but then M's arguing, sure, but you need, you need some hammers sometime to go behind the scenes and bash someone's goddamn head in sometimes because you need that precise precision tool and that's what it's why we need bond still we need that singular person even though most things are done by computer hacking (laughs) they're not nations they're individuals look around you who do you fear can you see a face a uniform a flag no our world is not more transparent now it's more opaque it's in the shadows that's where we must do battle. So before you declare us irrelevant, ask yourselves, how safe do you feel? No, yeah, Bond, they, like, they do that, like everything's so sleek and technology, but yeah, sometimes you need Bond to literally beat someone's face until they die. Like, it's it's a good dichotomy. It's a good, um, I love that Ralph Fiennes is the new M. God like, damn, we fucking love him. I've I, I've been recently using some uh, Rim Bruges clips in our podcast, so uh, I just want to rewatch Rim Bruges. Bond being like, "Sorry, M, can't do." <laughs> You're an inanimate fucking <laughs> money penny. <laughs> it's an inanimate object, sir. You're an inanimate fucking object. <laughs> You're back on active service. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll, um. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? You have the perfect way out. Go and live quietly somewhere. Not many field agents get to leave this cleanly. Do you get out in the field much? You don't need to be an operative to see the obvious. It's a young man's game. Hire me or fire me. It's entirely up to you. You're an inanimate fucking object! As long as I'm head of this department, I'll choose my own operatives. Fair enough. Good luck, 007. I'm sorry for calling you an inanimate object. I was upset. But, um, but yes, um, Casino Royale Skyfall in and of themselves, you could just watch those as action films and love those. So that's, that's all I got to say about Skyfall. It's pretty great. And then the Adele song is super dramatic, but it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then there's one after Skyfall, Spectre, right? 
Yeah, yeah Spectre. We, we, we kindly briefly addressed this one already, but it's Sam Hunt does the uh, the song for it. I liked the Sam Hunt song. Yeah, it's good. He, he, well, his voice is so nice. He's a good voice. Yeah. That's why. Like, that's one of those where I'm like, okay, it's slow and, and whiny, but, like, mm-hmm. I like the style of it. Seems to fit. The song is more memorable than the movie itself. Yeah. Inspector, I remember, has Dave Bautista, who dies. Oh, I forgot he's in there. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and it introduces Blofeld. God, uh, talk about a way to, to ruin the best casting for Blofeld and just misuse him. I thought what they were going to do, and it's really annoying, was introduce Spectre, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. you remember, because you watched him, Spectre, Bond is always actively fighting Spectre. And it's usually like, what, how is Bond going to stop the Spectre scheme of the week? Um, And I thought they were going to go back to that. And I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. Like a modern, like for like two or three movies, you know? But instead, they they introduce Spectre, and then they crush Spectre immediately. Like it's it's frustrating because now you have it feels like every time they hand off to a new director, it gets the Ryan Johnson treatment. Where like I don't want to do that, and they hit the delete button on everything the last movie set up, and you're like, well, what the fuck? Can we just like have some agreement? And I I think they really missed an opportunity of using. Spectre and having Christoph Waltz um, do his thing because I think he's the perfect casting for Blofeld. Yeah. He was just wasted. You needed him in small clips doing his thing, teasing Bond, drawing him along, and you need them to not meet in the first movie or at least not in a way that is going to lead to a climax. Dave Bautista should have been the big bad guy. Blofeld should have introduced himself, teased Bond and stuff, but Dave Bautista should have been the Spectre agent that Bond is trying to stop. And they fucked that up. I don't remember it. I I like how they use him in No Time to Die where he's in it, but he's obviously, you know, been de- like a demasculated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Spectre sucked really bad. I was going to try to rewatch it, but I had to pay for it. I'm like, fuck that noise, so I didn't. It has a cool, like, Shanghai fight, I believe. Like where it's shadows fighting with neon in the background, like eh, once again looks good. Oh no, that's Skyfall. Oh, it's that's Skyfall. Sky, that's Skyfall where where it's all in shadows and like the big glass thing because the guy's oh, trying yeah. to assassinate. So things. yeah, that's how so, much well, I remember Spectre. I I like I said I remember Christoph Waltz. I remember uh, he wears a mask, but I think it's all from the trailer. I remember. <laughs> Dude, just just fuck Spectre, man. It's beginning to the end on that one. And it's really goddamn. And long. like you get, you get your first very disinterested Craig, like you can just actively see that he's just like fuck this movie, fuck this. I don't want to be here. It's hard to go from James Bond is down and out to he's a hundred percent revitalized to to like you know just some in between mission where he 
confronts you know the head of Spectre. So it's I think just the transition of the, this this it should have gone directly to No Time to Die because No Time to Die should be the end. And Spectre feels like oh by the way here's a little side mission that we're just gonna throw in there. It doesn't feel. And they run into the problem again where Bond rides off to the sunset. They give him his female uh, what's her name Sadu. Um, Leo, she's a Leo French Sadu. actress. Yeah, she's really good, but um. She has sad eyes. Yeah, he, her, and him ride off into the sunset, and you go, well, that's the goodbye to Craig. Like, 25th Bond. And then they bring him back again. So, like, you can just see the the battle between Craig and the studio on screen, and that's never good when you can see the, the problems on screen because you can just tell that Craig is done. He wants out. I don't want it no more. And the studio is like, how about for five hundred million dollars? He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, he told uh, he told his wife Rachel Vice is like, "Please, honey, can I not do these anymore?" And she says, "You get your ass out there, James, and you go and make make us some more money." Get out there and make us some goddamn money. Because <laughs> they're not making any more mummy movies, so I need more money. I need more money. <laughs> so it wasn't the send off I wanted. I was like, okay, I wanted Skyfall to be a send off, but I'll take this. Idris Elba, can't wait for you to be the Bond. <laughs> and then No Time to Die gets announced. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Well, you also, in between, you get Ian Fleming saying, Bond's not urban. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. You know, Ian Fleming, thank you for writing the Bonds and creating this character. Am I surprised that a man who wrote the Bond move, the books and, and says Negro many times? In, in the books and like has some very uh when you read the books you go <clears throat> oh okay bond's a racist <laughs> if you watch doctor no he he kind of just uses the jamaican people just like you know as oh, like cannon fodder <laughs> that's light that is very light racism compared to what's in the book um yeah. so the fact that ian fleming said that does not surprise me i i'm more surprised that he didn't find technology to say awful things sooner <laughs> don't ask old people their opinions about like progressive <laughs> and, don't know, meet and... your heroes <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> uh, someone but, tell grandpa yeah. to stop drinking whiskey and, and give his opinions about the civil rights movement you know just thank him for his service during the war and leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> and retire his ass yeah just okay give him a salute but don't ask him about what he thinks about japanese people like <laughs> <laughs> okay so, 90 minutes, we've set up the premise of Bond, what Shane thinks Bond is. He's given you his thesis. Give us one more time, and then let's dive into this bullshit. Yeah. So, long podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, now it's time for some man talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which leads me into No Time to Die. No Time to Die is the final Craig film. Um, it was It's directed by the guy, Ronnie knows his name, I apologize. Gary um, Fukunaga. Yeah, that did um, Beast of No Nation. 
which is yes. another reason why I thought Idris Elba was going to be the Bond in this. Oh, man, I'm perfect. He did um, some great films. Uh, he also did, like, Pride and Prejudice, too. So if you like fucking Jane Austen, check out his Pride and Prejudice. That's, like, a good visual. He made my favorite... Oh, um, True Detective. Everyone likes the first season True of True Detective. Detective. Yep. But my favorite, like, thing he's done is he did a short series called Maniac on Netflix with uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. It's, like, my favorite fucking thing that netflix has ever produced so i love his he's like he's got like weird plots but he has a really good emotional connection in his films i love his movies a lot yeah which leads me into no time to die where he is the director i was super excited for it um i like the choice you know if you're gonna do a final bond that's you don't want to just be like every other bond he's a good guy to do it he does action very well, very gritty, great-looking movies. Um, he knows how to build character <clears throat> visually and uh, comes out. Obviously, COVID hits, which is a fucking disaster for this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, but this movie was kneecapping itself long before COVID started with all this, like, I feel like they tr- they drummed up their own like they they like actively look to antagonize the internet and then when the internet <laughs> responds they go see like obviously when you announce that and I liked the idea of so the big like whoa is that Bond has retired James Bond has retired and I've always argued this too that this is why they could do it is James Bond is just a character. 007 is a position. So mm-hmm. Bond is retired, and they've replaced him with um, this new actress. Uh, what's her name? Lashana Lynch. She's the new 007. And, like, how is that going to work as Bond comes back and stuff? And I really liked that idea where I was like, they're, they're exploring now the idea that 007 is a position, not... A character so you can have different people no time to die i kind of liked as a movie i give like a six or seven out of ten and i fucking hate it as a bond film with the, a fucking passion i'll explain we'll dig into this but so she's 007 he's bond he comes back they have some adventures i enjoy their interactions i enjoy her on screen I think she should have her own action series that isn't James Bond because she's obviously a talented physical actress on screen and she did well playing the part of a 007 too. She's very confident. She's suave. She meets a lot of the criteria, but you can see this clashing in no time to die. That for me means this, that bond is dead both literally and figuratively. (laughs) <laughs> really quickly, I think this is a GoldenEye problem. Because in GoldenEye, uh, Brosnan tells Bean, we retired your number. Mm-hmm. And then and then also in Skyfall, they retired his number too. Because he, he died in action. He KIA, they retire your number. Yeah. So, so I guess it's kind of confusing. We're like, well, James didn't die. So they didn't retire his 007. But why wouldn't they? If he's the most iconic yeah. number, they just give her 008. Like... Like he, yep. he's the predecessor. It wouldn't make I sense, agree. but but I think that's a whole Bond world problem of like, well, 
You retired those ones because they died. Why would you not retire 007 because he's like the greatest? But I'm assuming if they decide to do more, which we'll get into them out of the end, there's no way they'll call 007. Or are these world universes connected? Is the Brazen connected to <sighs> the the Craig? Because they're connected by the M, but they're not connected by, you know, This is why plots. you don't dig too deep. You just fucking make another cookie cutter and keep it moving. But, but but you can't play No Time to Die for that shit. That's a that's a 90s Brazen problem where they start retiring, actively saying we're retiring numbers. So You give a passing comment and you move on. Doesn't have to make sense. But so No Time to Die. The plot line is really dumb. Um the bad guy, Remy Malik. Uh yeah, pretty Mercury. Uh you're like I don't think he's bad. I think he could have been a fun villain, but he was such a passing thought in this movie that they even forget that he's the bad guy until like act three. And they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. He, see him. He likes poison. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Well, I wrote down, um, it's weird because he's like doing like nanobot STDs. Kind of mm. basically, if you touch someone, mm-hmm. they die, which is, I guess, is kind of cool. But it's also like, I don't get what his plot is because he wants... To, okay, so the premise is Bond's plot out of retirement because Spectre is at it again. But then mm-hmm. in the background, this new threat is trying to eliminate Spectre because of, you know, revenge shit. But then they're also like, oh, but we still need a bad guy? So even once he eliminates Spectre, he has to become the new Spectre. And I was confused. Is he just going to sell nanobot STDs to like China or Russia or whatever evil like, you know, terrorist threat is out there? Because then he just becomes the new Spectre. So I'm confused. There's there's too many things that this Bond tries to take a bite at. It's so convoluted. And like MI6 developed these assassin nanobots that if you touch someone... Mm -hmm. They infect them, but they only kill you if they're activated. Like, so it's like targeted assassination Mm -hmm. by contact. Like, it's like it follows, but it's controlled. (laughs) Don't drag that movie into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so so the whole premise, so the whole secret reveal is that MI6 develops these STD nanobots to like, to like, like the perfect killer. But then, obviously, it gets in the wrong hands because there's always that person who's willing to sell out their country for money. So, it's just confusing because, like, it seems like, which is ironic because of COVID, like, you know, something this breaks out. And obviously, when it breaks out into the real world, it's going to fucking infect everyone. And that kind of causes the problem. So, it's like, it's like why would the fuck would you do this? Because how would you... Nothing is secret. You literally had all your MI6 people's names taken and put on the on YouTube and Skyfall, why would you like risk to do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like this seems like what a terrorist would invent. It would make more sense if if Spectre invented this and then MI6 yes. got a hold of it, but then but then Remy Malik's whose name I can't remember, he decides to hijack it. Like he kinda he's, he, he kind of intercepts it while MI6 is trying to take it. It's or really he weird. wanted MI6 to get it so that they he knew that they would mm-hmm. use it. But then that'd be even more convoluted nonsense. I don't know, yeah. but just something that gives him more agency in this. Yeah, because 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 then by the end he kills off Spectre and he's like, "Now I'm evil, Mister Bond." I'm like, "Well, why?" <sighs> like like you have your revenge, you can take over the evil network, but, but why? 
But then it gets more convoluted because he also has like this relationship with Bond's lady where he killed her mom. And oh, yeah. Where it's like, uh, yeah, because then you get the whole thing of like daughters surrogate because 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 he's father figure. But then but then also her dad was Spectre. So then she's a daughter to Blofeld, too, that he only talked to her. And obviously there's a reveal with James at the end with this, too. So it's it's it's, it's like the family ties like Skyfall did this just fine. I, I think it gets a little, you know, rough on the edges for the end of Skyfall. But this one's like, oh, it's oh, nonsensey. God, it's too much. Um, So then the big reveal is Bond has a kid. <sighs> <sighs> so Bond it doesn't bother me. Of course he's gonna have a kid somewhere. Would would have been hilarious as if um she's like it's yours, and then you just see Bond turn and run out of the building <laughs> just and just like drive away. <laughs> <laughs> What's really dumb is like she says it's not yours. I'm like I can do math, bitch. Like yeah, I know yeah, for a fucking right. fact that is his kid. Like I I I can count. I I have I have five fingers. I can count to five. It's been five yeah. years. Come on. But. If- fine bond has a kid it leads to one of the coolest action scenes i've seen in a while oh um, that's that so once again if you just don't think about the plot the action in and of itself is really fucking cool that the whole scene in the forest it's so awesome so fucking cool like i had never seen bond do that and th- you, i've seen this action scene before by this director like this style where it's very like slow and then bang and then mm-hmm. slow like it's a lot, of, a lot of like long takes and the uh, mm-hmm. the production design the fog yeah it's fucking awesome in Norway the scenery is awesome mm-hmm. yeah just top notch the action in this is top notch like yeah. even the end when him and um 007 or former 007 I forgot her name um are clearing oh, the yeah. compound mm-hmm. I and and the the Cuban scene too um oh that was great with the that that chick she, uh, I thought she was going to come back. Um, what's her goddamn name? Uh, Ana de Armas. I think she was in yeah. that movie with Daniel Craig. What's that? What's that Ryan Johnson film that, that was actually decent? Knives Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's super cool. That whole scene, super awesome and exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a I was off scene. put by her, and here's why. When he meets her, she's like this, like, uh, giddy, like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. He's a rookie. And I'm like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. allow it. Then Bond doesn't have sex with her. I was like, wait, <laughs> this is this is not a James Bond film. Bond would have definitely taken advantage of her. Oh my god. But um <laughs> But then like she turns into like this super fighter. And I'm like, is this I get the bait and switch, but I was like, this seems like someone doesn't know what they're doing with Bond film. Like yeah, I'm fine that he didn't sleep with her. Like, <laughs> like that's just me being funny. But, um, she should have been more capable. I feel like, and like you know, they do like the cheers thing, which I was okay with. It just none of it feels like Bond. This feels like a, it's a generic I, action movie, and it feels like Bond has been taken over by forces that don't like Bond. My logical, my brain argument that the face is like she's been trained, but she's never been in the field, so she knows like the the knowledge and the ability, but she doesn't have any practical use. 
yet for those skills, so I can kind of allow it. But yeah, she she, she goes from this is my first time holding a gun feel to mm -hmm. I murdered a mole. Paloma? You're late. I... Vamos. I... Something about a hat? Paris? Uh... Sissy, I, I I forget things when I get nervous. This is the biggest job I've ever had. It's your room. It's a wine cellar. Okay, come here. Don't you think we ought to get to know each other just a little bit before we um? Oh, I no 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 I, I um, no I'm sorry. <laughs> um, All right. You do it. Thank you. Do you mind, uh... This is gonna go brilliantly. I know. I've done three weeks training. Yeah, I just... And Bond seems like a parody of himself. Like, <laughs> where you been? Where, where, where have you been? <laughs> I just... There's no reverence for the character. Um, and it drives me crazy. It's more like a, fuck you, everyone that liked Bond. Like, this is who Bond is now. See, he's old. He's broken. And women don't want to fuck him anymore. Like, you're just like, fuck you. He was going to have sex with 007 when, when he thought she wasn't 007. But then he realized who she was. So, it was a bait and switch. Yeah. Um, I just think they could have done the fun dichotomy without actively shitting on him but fuck me right misogynist pig the forces you're talking about do you recognize the name phoebe waller bridge yes yes i do okay, okay so if you don't know who that is she was in uh, fleabag which is a really fucking excellent tv show but they um but they, but they, uh, after, I don't know the full behind the scenes story, but I know they wrote the script, Carrie Fukunaga punched it and changed it. And then they added her after the controversy of the rumor of Bond being a female. And they hated that idea and the rumors of him being uh, African-American. So they added her to kind of modernized bond i have no idea that's just dialogue or punching i have no idea the extent of the script that she wrote to but she you can tell like they tapped her and whether it was just for making everyone calm the fuck down like feminists have calm the fuck down or whatever <laughs> it was but you can see the interaction of the, the female characters are more fleshed out or more actiony and quippy so i'm not sure if that's her or if that's just they added her to do that but you can kind of tell this one has more of a modern perspective, unlike other Bonds. Or at least one more obvious. Well, they asked me to come on board to um, just sort of add, add to the pot they were already working on. There was already a script. They had some things that they wanted to um, go in a different direction with. They wanted the character work to be um, even deeper and to look into the more nuances of the characters. Um, so it was really an overall kind of look at the whole script with them to be able to work with Carrie, who was also writing on it. Um, while well, he was, you know, in deep and prep with other things, so it was kind of to support them as much as come up with new stuff and, and throw it at them and see if they liked it. So that was that was a wonderful experience because 
it's, it was a collaboration, but it wasn't fully my vision. So I could say, does this work for you? Does this work for you? And, um, and I'm really, really excited to see that some of it did work for them and it's on the screen. Um, no, actually, no. I think, I think Bond is James Bond. And um, they'll be, you know, we just need to cook up someone to rival him. <laughs> I'm okay with Bond entering the modern era and, like, <laughs> not being a complete pig. That's fine by me. You should, like, it's actually off-putting watching the Conneries and some of the Brosnan stuff. You go, like, ooh, ooh. Like, you, that, yeah, you don't want your new Bond to, like, go, ooh, God. Um, but it feels like they're looking at you. Like, Bond's <laughs> looking at the camera and being like, yeah? And you're like, ugh. Like, it, it, I'll, some of it is really well done. And you're like, there's a way to write it and do it so that your brain doesn't notice, you know? There's some of that in here that you're just like, wait a fucking second. This, that's not James Bond. And that's not me being like, oh, James Bond's a massages pig. Why wouldn't he just slap that woman? Like, no. There's stuff that he does that's way out of character for Bond. That you go, as a Bond fan, you're like, well, I'm fucking here to see Bond be Bond. Like... If you didn't like the character of James Bond, then don't fucking go see James Bond. Like, if you're like, oh, I hate that Luke Skywalker is the lead in Star Wars. Well, then don't watch fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th I think like you said this in a text to me. It's like Skyfall is the beginning or is the end. It's the beginning of the end because you have mm -hmm. Spectre. And, and, but it's just the idea of like, when you have an older Bond and you're addressing, because it opposed to Roger Moore where they pretend he's not old, <laughs> th this movie they fully address in Skyfall that he's old and he's out of practice. Spectre tries to rebuild that. But this one literally like shows him like retired again in Jamaica, I think, or, or maybe Barbados, mm -hmm. somewhere where it is. And so it's like you're acknowledging he's old. So then with that, you have to accept that like, his perspective is changing. He's not just banging everyone. He's a little more like, and he, and he cares and he really wants to like make a change in his life. So he like, he cares about like, cares about Madeline so much. He wants yeah. to like have a life so with her. You. Yeah, but you're right. It's, it's not bond, but it's, it's like, you're, it's almost like if you're, you're, you're trying to retire the character of bond, it's acceptable in the, to me, it's acceptable in of all these little connective family issues and, and you know, introducing these new characters and these new like female badass characters because they're the next generation they're taking over it. But for someone like you who just wants to escape and watch James Bond do cool shit, I could see why it pisses you off to me. It, it's just like, okay, cool. They're retiring it. I'm moving on in my life. The best way I could describe it is if it's like, if you're a big fan of Superman, right? And you go, I love Superman from since I was a child. And they go, all right, watch this new Superman. And they kill Superman. They go, but don't worry. Superwoman is here. And she's going to carry on the tradition. You don't have a problem with Superwoman. It's not like you're like, a lady! Like, but <laughs> you're like, no, you just killed the hero I came to see and gave me something new. Why not just make a Superwoman on the side? Like, another movie that is about a Superwoman. Like, why do you have to kill my character that I came to see? You're, you're, and then they go, well, why are you so misogynist? And you're like, no, I, I was here to see him do his thing, and you fucked me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to to devil's advocate, because I don't, I have no 
personal stakes in the Bond, people would argue against you and say, well, you have your old James Bond movies. Why not give this new generation their more, not woke, but their more kind of open-minded kind of Bond, and you're literally you're literally killing off Bond at the end of this. So, like, you're literally yeah. retiring this entire series. So, you have your old one, Shane. Go watch your old shit. Which is, is fine. I guess I, I'll have to. Because I, I have no desire to watch any more James Bonds. This one literally nuked it figuratively and <laughs> and literally nuked my love of James Bond for future Bonds. Like I mm-hmm. will always hold in high esteem all the previous Bonds and that love. And it has nothing to do with the female 007 and all the, the fucking woke shit. Like I, That's what pisses me off is I feel like they they know they fucked this up but they cover it with a blanket of woke so that if you try to uncover and reveal why it's fucked up, they go racist, sexist to like kick you off the trail. And you're like, wait a goddamn second. You're like, no, that wasn't the part of the movie that I hated. I I really liked her. She was badass. She was cool. She kicked ass. I loved her playing against Daniel Craig and then working together. That relationship was really fun. Mm-hmm. And they've done it before. Jinx, they did it with Jinx before, and it's fun. When you have, with Michelle Yao, like, when you have this capable female, especially against Bond, who historically has been kind of misogynist, not even kind of sometimes, but, like, mm-hmm. playing actively against him, and then, like, they work together, it works well. Um, I had issues with them, like, killing him. Like, mm-hmm. no bigger fuck you to Bond fans and guess what, bitches? He's dead. Like, you can save it by saying that 007 is a position, like I said, but they have never killed Bond. Yeah. And they literally killed him. That's what I was going to clarify for people like who are not James Bond fanatics. Because, like, when a Bond retires, they don't address it. The movie just no. fucking ends. And then, and then like... Seven years pass and they recast it. This one, spoilers already ruined. They literally killed James Bond off. So, for someone like Shane, it's like you're literally burning all the. Because once again, we're accepting that like the culture shifts, so then Bond has to shift. But when you're literally kind of shitting on all the past protocols of, of how you retire a Bond, I could see why someone like you would be a little. You know, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, the Bond fan in me is completely destroyed. And I've, I've been through this before, man. Like, <laughs> I Luckily, Star Wars prepped my asshole for this movie. Like, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams literally fisted me so hard that I didn't feel much when this one hit happened. <laughs> like, but... So I guess I can thank Star Wars and Disney for that. Ming, it's too late. Don't do this. No, I won't let them win. No, Ming, slip in the ball. We have to retreat. Saving what we love. You're an inanimate fucking object! 
with Indiana Jones and everything else. Like I, I'd been thoroughly prepped for this, but it was just sad to see this. He was like my last one. I don't give a fuck about any other franchise, any other series, any other sequels. Bond was my last and they took it and bent me over like Jodie Foster on a goddamn pinball machine. <laughs> like, to clarify, this is Shane's Star Wars. Like, like for me, I literally don't give a shit about Star Wars. I grew up with it and loved it. They, they fucking ruined that like 20 years ago. So whatever. But this is this is Shane's yeah. favorite thing. If you don't understand, we've been talking about this shit for two goddamn hours. Yeah. We won't talk about anything we actually love for two hours. But this thing, this is Shane's, his Bible. Yeah, so this is... And I get it. I'm a grown adult now. Like, <laughs> like in, in at the end of this podcast, I'll I'll bitch about. Oh, shut up, all you man babies. Who gives a fuck about Wolverine? You know, like, <laughs> like, like, I I my nerd nerddom for Bond kind of died like ten years ago. So it's kind of just like a little bit of a rekindle, like warming next to a match every time they make a new Bond or something. But mm-hmm. still, it was the last one that I could be like, oh, I remember being obsessed with Bond. And then they go like, fuck you, pig. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, that felt nice. Thanks. It, it literally was like a very beautiful woman spitting on your face, this movie, where you go like, eh, thanks. I, that was nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least you have 60 years of Bond movies to go. To go yeah. watch and see. And once, to me, this is a bloated action film. It's a little convoluted. And for not having any nostalgic or any connection to Bond, it's nice to see them give off a, a nice send off to James Bond. He's grown as a person. But for someone like Shane, it's it's a way different perspective. So, you know, this movie's not disappointing to me. It's just I'm like, this is just a long movie that's got a nice, nice little send off for a lot of characters, but. It's also a lot. It just shows that Hollywood doesn't give a fuck about Bond anymore. Like, they're done with him. And we get movies like the 355 now. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's fucking dog shit. Um, (laughs) Wait, that's the one with the ladies, right? (laughs) No, don't introduce it like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to end this with you being misogynist. Uh, No, it just... Hollywood makes shit, man. Like, Tom Cruise is our last hope. He's the last action hero, man. I don't know. Like, The Hobbit is bloated to me, but I, yeah. I will still watch Lord of the Rings movies nonstop. There's and no more Hobbits. Because... They're half-foots now. <laughs> but, but once again, like, you have three Lord of the Rings films, and it ends. So then, to me, that's the wrap-up of the Lord of the Rings. And you bring in The Hobbit. Okay, whatever. It's bloated. I never saw the third fucking film. That's how... No, like, I, I didn't never saw the... I never saw it because, like, they're fine, but, like... I... I like this story better than this story, but I can still watch them and separate them. I don't, I'll still watch the Empire Strikes Back occasionally, but I just don't want to revisit anything else. So I can separate my fandom from it. But for you, this is your, you know, this, this is your thing. So your perspective is very interesting to me. I just don't share it. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And this is because I'm an adult and can see through it now. Obviously corporatism and everything has always been there. As a child, you don't see it as much. And it was definitely a lot less in like the 80s and early 90s and stuff. Um, It was there, obviously. But now we just get the full frontal of Disneyfication of everything. 
and the marching forward of this corporate machine and you can just see you you just can't unsee the stuff now and it's ruining big movies for me not movies cuz obviously there's been this whole you know god the lord giveth and the lord taketh away this whole independent and smaller movies now that are really good that are breaking away from the Hollywood machine, but you will always have the full frontal of Hollywood and yeah, the monster that it is. My final thing, my final thing on this is, did you see Top Gun Maverick yet? I still haven't seen it. I have heard excellent things about it. Okay. It's a well-made movie, but it's the exact same movie as Top Gun. Mm -hmm. And everyone, I was talking to people like, People like generic movie watchers, and they'll say, oh, it's really it's the best movie of the year. I'm like, yeah, it looks good, and to this defense, the action scenes are fucking top-notch. But it's the exact same film as Top Gun. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill! Goodness gracious, great balls of fire! It's the exact same film. It's the exact same theme of giving over your your past bullshit and doing the job you have to do. It's the exact same movie. So I would argue that the success of a film is based upon what you want. So this James Bond movie is trying to appeal to a different audience and that's why to you it feels like corporate money interfering but they also have to make their money back top gun is a nostalgic trip and it's good in and of itself but i'm watching it going that's in the first movie that's in the first movie this is the exact same movie so people who just want nostalgia get it tom cruise delivered a nostalgic top gun movie so people are like i like it I'm a person who doesn't give no fucks about Top Gun. I watched it before the night before I watched the new one. I'm like, oh, this is the exact same film. So if you just want the same slop you got 40 years ago, then go watch Top Gun. This movie took some risks. and A lot of people like it. You and I don't really care for it. Number one, you communist fuck. Don't compare the first Top Gun to slop. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same shit, dude. It's, it's a trashy 80s film that says... Fly, fly, flying. But it's not even patri- it's not, I don't think it's even patriotic. I think it's just this is what it is. This is our job. We're we just do this job and we fight fire pilots and they're competitive. It makes sense to me. This movie's the exact same shit, man. It, it's No Time to Die took uh, took some risks. To you know me, what? I don't think they pay off. You killed James Bond. No, fu- okay, you okay, did it. You finish. fuck. Okay, I am agreeing that this film is bloated mess. I am agreeing with that. But this is what all Hollywood movies are. They're all bloated messes. Yeah. Top Gun doesn't do any progressive progressivism to it. it. Doesn't take any risks at all. So it feels safe. So whatever. I would say Maverick is a better movie than No Time to Dine. But I am also acknowledging it's the same goddamn film. <laughs> what it is like 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 yeah. honestly. Oh yeah. Like but that's what people wanted. It's like why was. Um, J.J. Abrams, what was it, The Force Awakens, accepted a lot. It's not a great movie, and it's literally a reskin of A New Hope. But people were more okay with that than The Last Jedi. 
Yeah, because that movie took some risk, and that's a big bloated nightmare too. Not as bad as this. No, no, sorry, sorry, reverse it. That that's worse than this movie. But I'm just I'm just saying, like, this is why I don't see blockbuster movies. This is why I go see weird art house rapey shit because those take weird <laughs> risks and they're different. And I watched this and I want to forget about it after this podcast. So to me, James Bond is dead, but he was never really an important thing to me. Here's a question though. I'm guessing you didn't stick around to the end title. There is an end title that says James Bond will return. What do you think they're going to do with it now? Um, af- Cause I, I'm pretty sure they took a bath on no time to die. I'm sorry, James. I think what they're going to do is... Let me try to do a forecasting. I, I haven't been very good at predicting Bond stuff. Um, They're going to take a break. They're going to take a good three to four year break. They want the taste of no time to die, like, to fade. Um, they will recast Bond as a man. Um, and the internet is going to fucking explode. Uh, it will be an African-American actor, and they will be younger. Um, I pray to God it's not Michael B. Jordan. He's not British. I pray to God it's not John Boyega. No, he wouldn't. He he's not. He does not have that personality though. He's, um, he's goofy. I'm sure they'll find someone. Idris was perfect, but um, there's a British actor that I'm thinking of. I was thinking my head like maybe maybe they like cut it down the middle and do like a latin american actor <laughs> it's just an old antonio banderas <laughs> there we go um, spanish action spain's in europe <laughs> especially with no just idea. how the culture is nowadays they have no choice but to make a uh an african-american bond which is, is fine i i have no issue with them changing like the character's physical appearance. Who gives a <laughs> shit? You know what I mean? Like, literally, who gives a shit? What What we care about is what the character does. Does he have his gadgets? Does he save the day? Does he get the girl? Does he do... Like, those are the things that, in the end, it's kind of like, I don't give a shit what Batman's skin color is or, or Superman. That shit's literally surface deep. No one cares. Uh, especially, care. I mean, oh, oh, don't get, okay. I should say rational, good people go. don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, that's another thing too, is let's stop acknowledging the fucking crazies on the internet. Like, let's, <laughs> like these studios, don't give me this bullshit that the studios are going like, see, we're doing this because all the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. The, the 300 Nazis on Twitter that say abhorrent shit. I don't really care. Like, and we shouldn't even acknowledge it. Just ignore it. But the studio uses that as a shield against their shit that they've made. Like, that's where the disingenuous stuff comes from. But um, back to my prediction, Bond will be a young Afro-American actor. Um, Obviously, he'll be British. Um, There's a couple guys that I'm picturing, but I... Their names are escaping me. Racist. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> but but they'll that'll be the bond. There'll be a fucking huge uproar. 
um, but not by like normal people, like the 300 million Americans and like, I'll, I'll even say a million Americans are going to be fucking livid and saying terrible things. Well, you have both sides of it too, man. You have the crazy, like, you know, people behind the keyboards on both sides where it's like, well, it's not progressive enough or it's way too progressive. Like you, you have the psychos. We're not talking about those people. And I wish studios would have some more balls and just because I don't and maybe I'm wrong. I am obviously not rich. So but if they just ignored both sides and just shot a movie for the middle, like I feel like Top Gun was like that and just ignore everyone's chatter like people are going to pay to see it if it's good and they're, they're not going to be like, Oh, well, uh, this, this news network or this lady said that they're racist and they don't care because I think most of middle America is just sick of it all anyways. And they just want something good. Um, I mean, unfortunately that we're talking about this in a review of no time to die and it's frustrating me that that's even a thing because how what did we talk about with the other James Bonds the actual movie no time to die i feel like we've been stuck around everything around no time to die and it's just been like yeah it's a shit movie who gives a shit um but everything around it <laughs> well but because that's our day and age though because yeah. the zeitgeist of people like they want to talk about the cultural connections of this but to me it's like but here's the problem though is James Bond a selling point for an average moviegoer? See, I don't know anything about this. I'm guessing, and if it sounds sexist, I don't care. I'm guessing mostly white men like James Bond films. That's a safe thing. And I'm, I'm going to guess that. It's like it's kind of like how comic books for the longest time were mostly white males until you branch out into different characters because mm-hmm. for the most part, most of them are white males, so you kind of watch what you identify with. So I'm guessing... This push to be progressive, if you want to argue whether it's an agenda, to me it sounds like the corporations are trying to make their money back. Because this is like a half a billion dollars to make this film. They have to make that money back, so they have to cater to other audiences. So I don't even, to me, if you don't like action films, you're not going to watch them. Like, for example, my wife doesn't want to watch James Bond because there's now a female bond. Right. She's just not going to watch it. But so I, I don't think audiences are that. That's oh, fucking, I don't know. It worked for wonder woman, but wonder woman was always a female character, mm-hmm. but making James Bond a female. I don't think women would be like, now I feel represented because there are action movies starting females that we love. So I don't, it's confusing to me because I think they're trying to predict what people want. But James Bond in the end is going to be an action film. I don't like action films. I'm not going to see it unless you make me watch fucking twelve of them. So I don't. I I think their their corporate thinking is flawed. It, the disingenuous part is instead of making a good female action character, they just rob a, an established male action character. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, why not just make a good movie? For her, she's obvious. Like in No Time to Die, she's obviously a good action actress, and she's got the chops to do that kind of thing. Why not just make a badass movie for her? Unless you're going like, well, no one's gonna see that. Well, there you go. Now we're 
now we're digging into some bigger things, but like, don't fucking take my bond because you can't figure it out on the back end. Like, hashtag not my bond. Hashtag not my bond. Oh, that'll be um, a fun hill to die on. Yeah, we're gonna die on that fucking hill. But yeah, but once again, that's your catch twenty two. James Bond is a recognizable name, so you might get more people in there to see it. But then you're also alienating the psychopaths. You're like, my Bond's not a male. So, th- so it's 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 people it's, saw it's, Tomb it's Raider. Nonsense. Like, uh, who saw Tomb Raider? I did. Not the new ones. Okay. I saw the yeah, Angelina like, Jolie ones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I thought they were only video games. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like once again. I think it's hard, and from my perspective, I think Hollywood is just dumping money into things that they think can't fail, but it's also hard, too, because COVID kind of fucked this as well. So you really don't know how well it would have done. So I don't know. I know. I I do feel for him a little bit on that. And, like, the the most I can feel for a multi-billion dollar corporation that has hired rapists for decades... Um. Yeah. It, I, you know, you, you're going to release it. It probably would. It, I'm not going to say probably. It definitely would have done a lot better if it wasn't for yeah. COVID. And, um, but they couldn't just sit on it because I'm sure Hollywood does like every other corporation does and they just borrow debt. And so they have to unload this or they'll all be default and die. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to do it. It's like, uh, oh, what was the Nolan movie that came out? Oh, Tenant. Tenant. Tenant would have done a lot better too, I think, if it wasn't for COVID. But it was just a victim of that. And it had a lot of other problems, but a lot more people would have at least seen it and been able to see the problems. But yeah. It, it's hard to balance them. Yeah. And um I I am saying this is the end of bond. There will be a new bond in three or four years, and I think people just won't give a shit. Like I, um, I, yeah, it, it depends who you cast. But once again, Daniel Craig was wasn't known. Yeah, I mean, if they can do something really exciting, they're gonna have to. Like the actor they cast is gonna have to be very charismatic and a draw, and they're gonna have to. Luckily for the new director, he's gonna be held to you know whenever you're doing a Bond, you're shackled by what bond is and stuff like that and i i do feel for a director that wants to be creative and do different things but after no time to die he's gonna have a lot more space to do what he wants and do something new and interesting and i think they'll do a lot more of a less bloated more tight direct thing like a young bond becoming bond kind of thing um at least that's what i would do i just take it down to real simple like Bond, you're tasked to kill this guy in this country. Go. And it's just going to be a tight little story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Shane, would you recommend No Time to Die? (sighs) If there's a way that you can just get the action scenes from it, especially the forest, just watch that. Everything else, no, don't, don't, I can't recommend the film. If you're a Bond fan, it's going to piss you off. And if you're not a Bond fan, you're probably just going to be a little bit 
bored or like, eh, this is an okay movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think. If you like, if you've seen the other Daniel Craig films, you obviously already seen this, so it doesn't matter. If you're a person who's just jumping into James Bond now, there's there's nothing really for you. If you like action films, you probably will like it for just you know escapism. But the whole emotional and kind of connective tissue of the you know the ending of it all won't really matter to you because you don't even know who James Bond is. You don't know who the character of that Craig's created really. So I've, I don't know who this is for. It's kind of weird. It's for James Bond fans. But maybe for casual ones, people who just seen Craig movies. Very casual ones. Yeah, Craig yeah. fans only. Why can't I hope the next director just like is a fucking madman and goes back to just like Connery, Sean Connery levels of misogyny and racism. Just like <laughs> Bond's like you know doing his famous like fifty no's and one yes is still a yes. <laughs> just and people are just like horrified. <laughs> and there's just me going yay <laughs> okay if you're before shane goes on weird rants here if you're still here please subscribe on um on a some kind of podcast platform or please our youtube channel so i'm trying to get more stuff on our youtube channel follow us on instagram social media other places shane take us out of here bye bond it's been good knowing you can't wait to see what else they fuck me over in. I got nothing left. I, I literally have <laughs> nothing left. What? What? Halo? <laughs> like, what? What do we have? What? What, what are they gonna? Are they gonna make a Crash Bandicoot movie? <laughs> I do enjoy those games. Women shouldn't be spies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
what's the the iPhone where they filmed it on iPhone? It's about a tra- oh, uh, transitioning male. Um, talking about the um, the the Sean Baker movie. What's that called? Tangerine. Tangerine. Where she's, where <laughs> she's like a a transgender prostitute. Yeah, that's what we're gonna watch. Tr- Tangerine. <laughs> Bitch, don't make me. I will make you do it. I love that film. I haven't. Seen I've it. never seen it. it. It's it's on my list. I like Sean Baker. He's a good director. Yeah. Okay. God, um, I I hate that it's so hard to talk about these things and. Every word you say when you listen back, you're like, well, what a misogynist. And you're like, I'm not. I swear to God. There's a healthy dose of reality somewhere in between. I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm stopping. My wife's pissed. I'm going. Right. 